before we start this episode of Rippin' Darts, Flingin' Arrows podcast, let us thank our sponsors. First at the Fat Stack Sports Show. Hosted by Fats and Yo-Yo, the Fat Stack Sports Show is a coming-of-age podcast that features deep dives into college football, bar late-night activities, NFL football, Faster Horses, rest in peace this year, 2021, going to be back, NBA Basketball, LeBron James, and now The Last Dance, Michael the Goat to Jordan, March Madness, Bracketology, Crazy Hypotheticals, Movie Reviews, uh, Transformers, and others, the latest music, and the lack of girls. LOL. Uh, come join the fun and laugh at Yo-Yo and Fats' expense and indulge your ears in an adventure that we all call the Fat Stack Sports Show. And the second ad we got here is from the Scrambled Legs Podcast. Gaining on the field in the podcast industry, Ben and Noah Jacobs host a running and pop culture podcast that is made for everybody. That is a very niche podcast with it, though, um, with running in general. Uh, it's really good to listen if you want to get motivated to get off your ass and uh, into the road and running. Uh, want to hear their takes on running, movies, music, or anything? Check out a new podcast every Thursday, which keeps getting better. The Scrambled Legs Podcast. Episode 6 of the Rippin' Darts and Flingin' Arrows Radio. Here's your boy Yo-Yo, the host as always, and I am here with a very special guest, Wooly, which is one of our, um, he's one of our pro staff guys, and uh, he's just as passionate as hunting as the most of them. So, Wooly, what is going on today, brother? What's going on, Yo-Yo? Bounty Hunter Wooly here. (laughs) Yeah, the Bounty Hunter. Uh, I'm doing good, I'm doing good. Good, so I brought you on today to talk about kind of a lot of things to do with hunting, not specifically just the hunt or the hunting of in that sort, but what is surrounding the hunt and surrounding what what goes into all the preparation to go on that awesome, massive hunt, Um, and the biggest thing that I am not the best at yet but uh, Wooly Bounty Hunter has figured it out is the fitness part of hunting. Uh, you want to just kind of take it away and just kind of just kind of go with it? Absolutely. So, yeah, so a lot of people don't realize, you know, is that, you know, you got to be in a little bit, at least a little bit of good shape, you know, when you're hunting, um, whether you're dragging a deer out or, um, you know, walking out to your stand or getting up in a tree, you know, that takes a little bit of athletic ability. You know, I'm not saying you got to be, you know, got you you say bolt out there, but you know, you're, <laughs> you're you know, you gotta you gotta be able to move around and do a little bit. And a lot, I see a lot of people and that just don't have that, and it, it you know it, it drags on their experience. And I think that's sort of um, sort of sad. Now, obviously, you know, it's it, it, 
it, it, it takes itself up a notch, you know, if you want to go on a hunt somewhere or, you know, you're not in, um, you're not sitting in a stand or something like that. You're moving around tracking deer or, or elk or, or whatever, a bear or whatever it is. And, right. oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I, yeah, I see what you're saying. So, like, I guess, like, with that, like, okay, like, for example, when I, the first time that I've ever been, like, in a actual tree stand, Wait, it's not like I'm not talking about the classic sitting in a box blind, sitting in a uh, an elevated blind or anything like that. I'm talking about a tree stand. So, a little story for you, story time. Um, first time I went in a tree stand a couple of years ago, and my uncle called me and says, "Hey, you need to go in this stand and you'll find something." And I was like, "Oh, whose stand is it? Whose tree stand is it?" And he says, "It's mine." And he goes, be careful, um, and you, you just climb right up, and it'll be super easy, right? And like, he described it as super easy. This is also probably my most fit uncle, or the guy that takes hunting the serious, most serious out of my family, where he um, like sets up the food plot, sets up his tree stands in certain spots, and, and kind of like that. So I got a phone call before I went out from my cousin talking about um, kind of where where it was I've, i didn't really know where it was going to be and he said last thing he said was watch out uncle your, your uncle's uh uncle's tree blo- or tree stand is very sketchy and i didn't know what he meant by that i had no idea so while i'm going and this kind of goes into the fitness thing and why i had woolly on um i get there and i look up this tree and usually what what what, what how far up do you think usually a tree stand is like 10 feet it's about 10 to 20 feet, you know, the, some people can put them really, really high up, but, you know, normally it's just about 20 feet, 15. Right, so that's what I'm getting at here. So, I'm looking at about 10 feet, like, le- level, okay, in a tree, about 10 feet up. And I keep looking, looking, I'm like, man, where is this thing? And all of a sudden, I look down, and I see, like, these little pegs, these pegs, like, no way am I even putting my foot on it. I was like, what is this? So I, I look up the tree and go past my 10-foot mark, and I just keep tilting my head back and back and back and sitting at about, I'd say, probably 17 feet is this little seat <laughs> ratchet strapped to a tree. <laughs> and I, I, I looked at it. And like my heart just like sunk, sunk to my ass. I had, I didn't know what to do. So he basically duct taped the damn lawn chair to a, to <laughs> yeah, a tree, put some, put some wood pegs in it. Like, good luck. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. And he didn't say anything about it being like, um, like like that at all. He was like, oh yeah, it's super easy. You go right up there. And it's simple, right? So here I go. You know, I, so he he even was generous enough to put like a rope down. From the tree, and that's what you hook all your shit on, so oh, you can climb. Line. Yeah, so you can climb up it with without having anything on. So I mean, I'm. Well, I, I'm mean, pretty, I, that's, I mean, that's so considerate. I mean, you know. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, that's so safe. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like to me, like I'm sitting there, right, and I'm climbing up this thing. I start climbing. Okay, now. Well, you've seen me in my athletic ability climbing 
Um, <laughs> can you imagine me doing this? Don't no, fool you, folks. He is super athletic. <laughs> <laughs> Wooly, I am seriously locked my hands around the tree and bear hugged the damn thing, going all the way up. And not even that, but he made it so it was a little specialized, right? So he put his, he put these notches. He tried to put the least amount of spikes in the tree or whatever you call them. So the deer wouldn't notice them. So he's a little taller than I am. So he has some of them that are a little out of reach for me. So what I'm getting at here is when I got to the top of this thing, which I did, I'm here today. I was sweating so bad and just shaking. My legs were shaking so much that I didn't even pull up any of my weapon, my, my bow, my crossbow, or my backpack. They stayed at the bottom of the tree until I felt like I wanted to come back down. <laughs> because... So you were so deer watching. I was deer watching for, I, for as long as I could calm myself down, and then get out of the tree. So I, I guess that kind of goes into my next question is, yeah, some people say they're fit. Some people say that they're strong or in this category or that they have a lot of cardio or whatever. Climbing a tree stand into a tree stand that far off the ground, it doesn't matter how big and strong and tough you think you are. That's a different type of strength, am I right? It's a different type of strength, and it's a different type of, I don't know what you, you know, it's sort of like a, you know, it's, it's kind of a mental thing, too, because, I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to be, you know, if you're scared of heights, or, I mean, it's only 20 feet up in the air, but, you know, some people are scared of heights, and if you're shaking and you're rattling around, you know, and you're getting in there in the morning, you know, it's... It's gonna scare all the deer away. They're gonna be like, "Yeah, I'm not going over there." You know, <laughs> right. Obviously, somebody's getting up in that dang metal tree stand. <laughs> you know, or or they're all just watching me, waiting for me to fall. Right. <laughs> they got their entertainment for the day. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess like the, like the biggest point of of having you on here is talking about like that fitness aspect and like that that is something that you can't really prepare for. When you really think about it, like I can't just go in my backyard and climb a tree, you know. I mean, I guess I could, but I, I mean, that's not like a real technical way on how to like work out and things like that. So, like to me, the tree stand idea really that story in general showed me how you have to be like somewhat of an athlete and have some sort of idea what you're doing training wise, mentally and physically, on how you get you know climb the tree and. And kind of get up there, and it, it, I was shaking my boots, like I said. Yeah, absolutely. I think there. I think you can. I think the physical, like, like ability can come into like a little bit of an effect during hunting. But again, like you know, when you got a monster buck, right. you know, standing stand in front of you, I don't care if you can run, you know, a four minute mile. You know, your heart is going to be racing. Oh yeah, you know, and you and you're gonna have to deal with it being out of you know not out of breath, but you're gonna have to be you have to deal with that pulling your bow back, you know, and right. and being able to make that shot without you know with 
right. you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, you gotta, you gotta remember, you know, you know, put your, you know, kiss her on the side of your mouth, you know. Yeah, right. It's all. And look down your peep sight. Yeah. Release the arrow. Yeah. It, halfway out of your breath. And, you know, I think, I think some sort of physical activity would help with that, but there's a certain point where, you know, it, it's not going to happen. Everybody's going to have it. Right. No, agreed. Now, this is actually a pretty good transition. So speaking of that, um, like, I mean, your regular like buck hunter, your Shiawassee County deer hunters don't need all that. I mean, that, shoot, uh, my grandpa goes out hunting and he wobbles out there. Okay, he just got to get to his blind. <laughs> right. So, really, where the fitness and everything comes in is when you want to go on those out west hunts and um, like up in the mountains, where that that would be like an all time moment for me. Um, so, well, you are actually thinking about maybe going out there with um your dad and brother um i don't know where would you want to elaborate on maybe your plans yeah so for a long time we've had some friends family friends that have gone to colorado and hunted elk and you know i've always wanted to go out there and and be able to i mean honestly half of the experience is just going out there right you know kind of getting it down and learning about and you know we've always talked about it and it seems like everybody we know has always talked about it, but it just never happens, you know. And so, you know, once you start, I think, buying things and start making a plan and moving in that direction, you know, it sort of kind of gives you an incentive, you know, gets the ball rolling a little bit uh, to really get out there finally and go do it. So, yeah, I'm planning a trip to Colorado to hunt some uh, hunt elk and, you know, and I won't, I won't lie, it's an, it's an expensive trip. Definitely. But, you know, once you save for it, um, you know, it could be it could be a memory you could have forever and maybe something you do um, a lot more. Now there's, now there's a ton of hunts that I would love to go on, uh, but, you know, uh, Kodiak Island for grizzly bear is not um, so actually, not the it, cards, you know, that 25000 for a trip. Right. Is not, um, explain to me the Kodiak Island. Explain to me what that is. Uh, I've actually never heard of it. Yeah, so Kodiak Island is like for bear hunters. It's like the I don't know, I don't want to, I don't know what you call it, the Taj Mahal, I guess. I don't know something of bear hunting, you know. Okay. Huge grizzly bears, uh, and it's a small island off the coast of Alaska, and the island is not very dang big, and there are just the grizzly bears. I don't, I, I again, I'm not sure the, the clear weights, but the grizzly bears are so big because the elk there that they eat um are almost twice as large too so an elk is usually like 800 pounds something like that and Holy these shit. elk that are on kodiak are on kodiak are you know 13 1400 pounds oh. yeah they're huge and you know so these huge elk get eaten by these huge predators which are the bears and and so that makes them really huge and and that hunt for a lot of people is like the it's the it's the top of the it's the top of the you know anything top of the food chain you want to do and the price definitely reflect reflects that I mean it, it again it's not a big island so they can't have so many people there um, so far in the year and and I think that the season is only a month a month or two long when the bears come out of the mountain but um, yeah wow so I'm actually looking at pictures of it right now so yeah it, it, it like you said it's a little island off the coast of Alaska, 
Um, Like, it's almost directly south into the Gulf of Alaska from Anchorage and west of Juneau. But this thing is awesome. Even if, like, you didn't get a bear. Like, this thing, this is probably one of the coolest, like, islands I've seen. Because, like, there's mountains in the background. There's, um, like, there's, like, a little downtown. There's, like, there's one little town where everyone kind of resides. And then, um, yeah, like, like, right, go ahead. Usually in the in that time of year that they're doing bear hunts is like the fog comes out of the mountains and down. It's just, it's super, it's super awesome. You know, when you watch these hunts that they've done on that Island and, and it's, it's, it's really, it's just, it's just really cool. And it's kind of the, you know, it's something always to strive for as a, as a hunter. But again, going back to the physical activity, like, I mean, you're looking at the pictures. I mean, you're not going to be able to, you know, sit somewhere and wait for a bear you know, because the the thicket, you know, the the brush and everything is just so thick there that you have to move around and track bear. You know, right. So I'm gonna be completely honest with you. After seeing these pictures, um, anybody that's listening, do yourself a favor and look up Kodiak Island, uh, just brown bear or just bear hunt in general. And these bears are freaking me out just looking at them. And they're massive. And to think that at my weight and at my physical fitness right now, I don't think I could do it right now. I'm not going to lie to you. At Kodiak? No. Oh, my gosh. If I had a bear chasing after me right now, I'm not 100% confident in myself that I could run away from it. (laughs) You get eaten by a bear? Yeah, I mean, I, who knows? I, you never know. Dude, what would I, if one of these things is charging at you? I mean, yeah. I mean, dude, I mean, probably the most uh, terrifying thing of all time is when they stand up on their hind legs and they're what? Oh, like, yeah. What are they like? Nine foot? Ten foot? Uh, oh yeah, ten, twelve feet. It's the big ones that are ten, twelve feet. Yeah. So like to think that like they're coming after me and my little fat ass is two hundred and. 25 pounds and trying to run away from it i'm getting winded and yeah i'm getting winded and i'm i'm done i'm dead so yeah absolutely yeah and And go ahead yeah and the thing is there is people go elk hunting on that island too and you know when you kill a big elk you can't carry it out you know and all in one right so you have to and this goes for almost everywhere you're hunting elk up in the mountains Mm-hmm. Colorado all the way up to Montana, you know, that corridor that has, you know, abundance of elk. They, Definitely. They, you know, when you kill the elk, you usually can't take it, throw it in the truck, you know. Right, yeah, you can't just throw the elk in the truck, back in the truck. Yeah, it's not, it's, you know, it's a little more rugged, I guess. So, you know, yeah, no, definitely. The, they dress the animal there, Yeah. and... And then you take the meat and the head and everything, and, and you take it back, and you're going to make two or three or four trips. And again, that's where physical activity comes in. You know, you're going to make quite a few trips out with this animal, you know, bear, elk, whatever it is. Right. And and it's going to be it's going to be a little exhausting. <laughs> yeah, but definitely. the thing is, is that you have to leave the carcass there. And as you keep coming back, and the bears love to come and, like, you claim the animal. 
How awful would that be if you shot probably the biggest bull of your entire lifetime or just shot one in general? Because I don't think, I mean, I'm not going to get, in my in my lifetime, I'll probably only get one chance at an elk if I really wanted to. And um, can you imagine, like, you killing it and you're all excited and you take the first batch of meat back. Well, like, I think they take, like, a leg or something, leg or two. And then you come back. And it's all, and you got Yogi Bear sitting on top of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, uh, just just sitting there. <laughs> what's up? Yeah, right, right, right. What's up? What's up? I'm eating dinner, and you're not taking uh, it from me. And you know, it's not bear season. You have to give it up. You know, right? Oh man, no, that I, sucks. Yeah, oh, that sucks. I mean, most of the time, they'll probably run at you, but you know. The bear, bears do a lot of false charges. I don't know, if, you know, so they'll like, they'll like, you know, you can look up these videos. And I would encourage anybody to, they're crazy. They, so bears love to, especially mama bears with their cubs. Right. They love to run at you. And then like, I don't know, 15 feet away, they stop and turn around. That's they just wild. Want to see what you do. So they'll, they'll like run at you. And it's like, it's the craziest thing to watch because, you know, these people are just standing there and. And this bear runs through, and it's just moving trees, you know, like the classic horror movie. It's just moving trees. You can't even see the bear, you know. Right, yeah. It's like they think they're smarter than you. And, well, exactly. They definitely can run faster than you. That's that's the, That was probably the most, like, you know, you think of it as a human, you know, I'm kind of the top of the food chain. You know, when you, re- when you learn how fast a bear can actually run, Right. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm nothing. You know, if I didn't have a gun or a bow or anything. Right. I'm done. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, like, and that, that's another thing that, I mean, it motivates you. Like, whether you get to do this hunt or not in your lifetime or anything like that, it still motivates you to be like, hey, I want to be at the physical part where I'm at where I can run away from one of these bears. Like that, that, that motivates me. That motivates me to kind of eat better and, and start working out because, like, you look at these bears, it's like, I, I want to beat this thing. And well, I, well, absolutely. And, like, another thing that comes into, especially when you're hunting elk, is like, okay, you're tracking these elk, you can hear them bugling or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you go, and you're going up and down these hills and, and stuff. And then you, like I said before, you get to the animal. And without walking up those hills and mountains, your heart is already going to be racing. Right. So now you add all that physical activity onto it. And like, are you going to be able to pull your bow back? Right. You know, are you going to be able to make a good shot? Are you going to be able to sight in your gun? Are you going to be, or not sight in your gun, but are you going to be able to, you know, hold your gun steady while you make a good shot? Right. No, yeah. It it just adds on all these layers. And, you know, it's just, you got to, I'm not, not, again, I'm not saying you got to be in some great shape, but. You know, you got to be able to go, you know. Yeah. I think I think you're right. I think it helps you, you know, if you start working and working out for that goal, I think it starts to help you kind of get the ball rolling and get the, you know, get you motivated to go, actually do it, you know, spend the money and go and do that. Yeah, no, definitely. And to be invested in this, you have to be fully, you got to be 100% in. Yeah, Like you absolutely. can't. You can't be just like you can't have one foot in, one foot not in. Um, no, I I'm not gonna lie to you. I just watched a video of uh, false bear charging um, Stephen Ranella, which is a uh, 
He's meat eater on Netflix. He's the host. If, yeah. And I just saw it. it says false charge by a grizzly bear. Um, yeah, dude, <laughs> I gotta get in shape, man. <laughs> wow. But, I mean, you know that as you see in that video, like you know that's the kind of thicket that is at Kodiak Island. That's the kind of stuff that you're gonna find in Montana. Now, if you go to Alaska, right? You know, like but, he literally came out of nowhere. This bear came out of zero. Like it looks like there's nothing around, and then all of a sudden. He just comes out of this, like you said, like this thicket, and he starts running. And it's like, oh boy. But yeah, no, that's um, that's pretty crazy. But yeah, no, like I was saying, um, you have to be one hundred percent invested. You can't go in with one foot just dipped in the water because you're not going to accomplish anything if you do it that way. Would you agree? Absolutely. You know, because I've I've heard so many people, you know, talk about we're going to go out and hunt elk or whatever, and. Yeah. They just never do it, you know, and, and I, I, I mean, my, my family's been the same way, you know, we've said it for a long time, we've just never done it, you know, and right. I think, you know, it's just, it's like you said, it, it's, it's such a, you know, you're spending a lot of money for a, for a hunt and, you know, you don't know whether you're going to get something or not and, you know, there's a lot, you know, kind of a lot of riding on it or whatever. Yeah, seriously. And so I think you know, doing everything you can to be able to prepare for that and focus on that. And you'll end up, you know, focus on what's in front of you instead of the end result. I mean, you're going to be, you're going to be good to go. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. I mean, yeah, I guess I haven't really thought of it that way. There is a lot riding on it. I mean, well, probably a couple thousand dollars and, uh, not even that, but your life maybe. <laughs> Right. I mean, you know, there's there's a couple thousand dollars. There's the, you know, especially if it's a big bull elk in front of you, you know, it's it's like, okay, they're letting me take the shot here, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> if, yeah. I, if I miss, you know, <laughs> somebody else could have took a shot. It's probably, you know, you know, done the same result. But, you know. Right. Yeah, um, no, definitely. I mean, hey. <laughs> Yeah, not even that, but like, yeah, with when you're with a bunch of people, and if if they're like, hey, you take the shot, and you miss, oh yeah, like I don't know how I would never live that down, like. Right, I mean that you're just asking to be ridiculed. <laughs> yeah, time. yeah, definitely. You know, oh, paid two grand, you know, or whatever to go out Colorado and hunt elk, so you could miss the. Big <laughs> yeah, elk, elk. I was, yeah, just literally the exact same thing I was about to say. Like, yeah, paid paid. Twenty-five hundred bucks for you to go out and miss an elk. <laughs> Absolutely, the jokes, with the jokes, with, especially if you go out there, you know, because most people would probably go out there with like a hunting crew they usually hunt with or whatever. Right. So every year after, you'd just be ridiculed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Every year after. after. Yeah. Can't beat it. But yeah, hey, that's that's all I got for you today. Um, unless you got anything else, I short and sweet. Um, Thought we'd talk about this the the fitness thing, and I honestly thought this was one of our better pods yet. Um, yeah, so talking about the maybe a trip, maybe I mean I would love to do a trip. It's like Jo Outfitters Pro Staff, baby. Let's get out there, you know. I I I've honestly I've thought about it for a long time. I think you know all us guys should go at some point. You know, maybe not bowl out, but you know, we'll, you know, find a good trip. You know, I've had a lot of family members go with a bunch of their friends and, and go out to Idaho or something. And, you know, they don't all get out, but, 
like I said right at the start of the podcast, you know, half the experience or more is just being out there and seeing other people maybe get elk or or mule deer or whatever whatever you're hunting for, you know, and being there and you know having good times the wee hours of the morning and waking up to go hunting in the morning. Can't beat it. Dude, that's that that's most of the experience there, you know. Yeah. You know, getting getting an animal and all that other stuff is is great, but you know, that's icing on a cake. Yeah. Mo that yep, you hit that nail right on the head. Um you're actually inspiring me right now to go out and maybe see if I can get a turkey. Got a couple days left. Maybe we can get one. Yeah, gotta 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 get out there. Yep, you do. Yes, you do. But yeah, other than that, um that's all I got for you. Uh, thank you for listening to episode six of Ribbon Darts, Fling and Arrows. Hopefully we motivate you to get off the couch and get in the woods. Uh, I'm here with Wooly, a.k.a. the Bounty Hunter. That uh, He's around our pro staff and uh, one of our more experienced hunters on the crew. We had a great time today, and uh, hopefully you guys will stay tuned. You can subscribe on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating right out check. Give us five stars. We need some stars, man. I, I think we only got like two or three people that have rated us. Get on there, subscribe, star us, show us some love, and just keep this thing on the tracks. Keep it rolling. Um, you got anything else for us, Wooly? No, thanks for having me on, yo-yo. All righty, yep. Hey, to all the fans out there, keep ripping darts and pointing and arrows. Bachelorette's on Broadway. Water like it rains Friday. Wang it on over Maui, Maui. Bachelorette's on Broadway. Water like it rains Friday. Wang it on over Maui. Bachelorettes on Broadway. These bachelorettes on Broadway. I see you, girl. It's a celebration, Miss City people ain't in no hurry. hurry. Around here, they start the weekend early, early. Travel from far and wide to have a good time. Her new fiance should be worried, worried. Bachelorette's on Broadway, party like every day's Friday. Wang it on over Maui, Maui. Bachelorette's on Broadway, party like every day's Friday. Wang it on over Maui, your bachelorette's on Broadway. These bachelorette's on Broadway. This is It's a celebration, Mrs. Pour some drink in your glass Started off with class by nightfall trash They travel in the pack and they match So let's match some On top of the bar, shooting them back Baby, back up, yeah We in Nashville Bring that ass over here so I know it's real, yeah She ain't catching feelings, but she catching bouquets Drinking something strong like her name, Luke Cage They just wanna dance Told me, watch my hands The bride got a man The bride got a man But she blowing me kisses and a dude out of town, he can't witness it. So, yeah, you know what this is. Bachelorette's on Broadway, party like every day's Friday. Swing it on over Maui, Maui. Bachelorette's on Broadway, 